People have so many different interpretations of what describes the perfect love life. It can be hard to talk about how we feel. Until now, welcome to Pillow Talk with Cheryl, featuring host and relationship expert Cheryl Besner. Cheryl's kind of like your BFF, easy to talk to and frankly honest. Whether it's about love and relationships, sex and desires, she's here along with some great experts. Now, here's Cheryl Besner. Hi, everybody. Cheryl with Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And tonight, well, it's a special night because tomorrow's Halloween. And when it comes to Halloween, we always think about our children going out and spooking each other and the neighbors spooking them. And it kind of made me think about talking about how sometimes people get spooked about talking about their sex life and asking their partners for what they want. And that was really the trigger point for tonight's show. So every week, I love to sit back with you and invite you to relax, pull up a pillow. It's about pillow talk. And think of those conversations that you have with your best friend. And tonight, as your relationship coach, I want to be your best friend. And we are live. So I'd like you to consider calling in if you want. And we do have an 866-613-1612 number you can call. And if you're calling from anywhere else in the world, internationally, other than Canada or the U.S., call us at eight, uh, sorry, 480-553-5754. The show is all about you. And throughout the show, we give you all different kinds of points of view. And coming up is my wise whispers from down under. And I'm not talking about the sheets. I'm talking about from Australia with my weekly guest, Philip Morphew, coming to you from Australia, where we really get to have a conversation with a male and female point of view and talk about things that are going on in the community, in the world, all about relating, dating, and mating. Talking about love, that's what everybody is always talking about if you listen when you're in conversation. And it's what I talk about all the time, whether it's with my clients on a one-on-one or whether it's at one of my retreats. And this week, like always, this is your safe zone. So if you call in and you want to be part of the conversation, remember, we're here to have this conversation to really get real with each other. And later on, I'm also going to share with you some techniques, my little labors of love, as to how you can start implementing things into your love life, into your sex life. Well, that'll come from our guests today, who are also going to be joining, and how you can really make change in the way you communicate with the people that you work with, the people you live with, and all the people you communicate with. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you, as well as my sweet whispers of inspiration that always come at the end of the show. And that's just a little bit of words that I'm going to share with you that I've written for you that will hopefully trigger something for you to contemplate, to provoke thought, to provoke possible change that you want to implement and grow and look forward to, to watching things manifest in your life. So sit back, get real. Get comfortable. We're going to get authentic. We're going to have a real heart-to-heart talk about our lives. And to give you a little inkling as to who our guests are, well, Lexi Silver is one of the hosts here on the Lifestyle Network, on the Sexy Lifestyle Network, part of Voice America. And we're also going to be joined all the way from BC, Canada, by an incredible doctor, Dr. Michael Berry. And he's going to be sharing his expert advice on the ways that you can make change if you want to in your sex life. So that's what it's all about today. Let's take the scariness out of 
our sex lives and go over. We'll be right back. Cheryl on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. Are you looking to get more from your relationship? Why is it that some people just seem to have a better sex life, better marriage, and a closer, more meaningful relationship? Find out the best-kept secrets and more on The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Carol and David will share insight about the swinging lifestyle and how it has strengthened their love and marriage. Not to mention their great sex. Tune in every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on The Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. And we're back. I'm Cheryl, your relationship coach and the host of Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And tonight, we're talking about your sex life and how to take the spook out of it because, well, it is Halloween and really want to take that spook out of asking or developing or desiring the sex life you want. And this week, I just wanted to answer a question like I always do from one of you who sent something in. And this is um, Cheryl. I have been with my partner for four years and we have been living together for three of those. I do everything in my power to show her how much I love her, but she never seems to hear me. And now that I am ready to get married, the question is still always the same. Are you sure? Because I'm not convinced you love me is what she says, which is now making me question myself. So here's the answer to your question. You need better lines of communication. And obviously, you're not hearing each other when it comes to what love is. And maybe that's where you have to really define what that love is, because you may not show it the same way and you may not receive it the same way. So one of the things that I wanted to offer you is there, if you go online and you do the five questions of love, this is something that is a real great base for couples to know about each other because there's five different signs of love and they start with um, gifts, which is gift of, you know, my husband or my partner thought of me or touch. Some people know or, or talk about love through touch. It's very important that, that you know how you like to feel love 
and receive love and how the other person does. And maybe you might be telling her you love her, but maybe she's the person who it doesn't matter how often you tell her, I love you. You need to touch her every day, all day. And that's her signal to know. I know I'm like that. You could tell me you love me, but if you don't physically touch me, I don't feel loved. So you might want to start with that and then open that line of communication. How is it that you can make her feel loved? You can't just keep saying, but I love you, but I love you. She's not hearing it. So you have to find a different way. If you need more, give me a shout, 844-744-SOLO. That's my direct line. And you will reach me 24-7 and I'll get back to you within 24 hours. Now let's get down to... The Wise Whispers from Down Under and bring Philip Morphew to the stage with us right here to discuss, well, what do you think about taking the spook and the scare out of conversation within a couple, Philip? Well, Cheryl, hi, listeners. It's great to be back on Pillow Talk and Wise Whispers. Cheryl, it's, it's taking the spook out of it is being able to actually sit in a deep level of intimacy you know, intimacy when we can be in that space, what can happen is the conversations will start to flow. It's connecting at an energetic level. Like you were saying before, you, for you to experience love, you like the touch. You're a tactile person. That's I'm right. a tactile person. If we're trying to connect with someone at a love level and they're very much a, a, a person who listens, an audio type person, then they will hear it. But if they are tactile, we might not hear it. we just got to be intimate. And I think if you can work out that intimate connection, what ends up happening is the conversations will flow. And the level of safety we feel in that intimate situation, it, it, we feel safer. And if we can feel safer in that, then we're better able to maybe push those boundaries a little bit. You said, you, you know, I always say that words matter and words do matter in communication. And you said one word that really struck out at me, and that's intimacy. And that alone can scare the hell out of a lot of people. Just getting past that, that first intimacy and then being afraid, possibly, and I'm using the word yeah. afraid, yeah. share with the person, especially if it's a new partner or a very long-term partner, you know, somebody that you've been intimate with or you've had a relationship with and you've been loving for 20 years and all of a sudden you want to explore more. Well, there's a fear in there of being intimate and showing that vulnerability to want to explore more. You, Cheryl, absolutely. The fear is, and I think what happens is a lot of misreading goes on especially for people that have been um, in long-term relationships and everyone falls into their patterns, you know. You know, it's like, and you know, like sex in itself. I mean, sex can last from a few minutes to however long you desire it to, depending on levels of control. But the intimacy is it, you really have to be able to read all the signs, the nonverbal signs, the emotional signs, the intuitive signs, to see whether you are connecting. It's a bit like us. If we're not connecting yeah. well over the ocean, I'm going to see your lips moving but not hear anything or I'm and going to be hearing something and not see you. But when we connect, then we can really move into explore other areas. And it's also interesting just when you talk about the difference between, you know, a, a quickie, as you were saying, you know, wh whether it's short or long, you know, for some people, 
you know, a quickie is so much fun and, oh. and so exciting. And for other people, it's Absolutely. like, what, it's over. And then there's people that I've, that I've worked with and talked to and interviewed who are into tantric sex. And they're like, it's their partner who's, you know, more practicing that. And they're like, okay, I can't do it for two hours. Every like, like, where's the happy the medium line. here? <laughs> I, I, I got things to do. No, 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 I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's that missing those nonverbal cues and those intuitive cues and the ability to converse. And, and right. you know, like feeling someone's body in a very, if we're talking sexual intimacy, we will feel those cues. You will feel whether the person's like melting in your hands or melting in your arms or they're going, you can feel them going, yep, is that, yep, hurry up, hurry up. I get <laughs> And you do feel that, right? (laughs) I'm sure that you women are in that position where you're going. You know, it's funny you should say you women because because I put out there a question this weekend. And at the end of the show, I always talk about what what was happening on Facebook when I threw out questions about who buys more sex toys, which Lexi Silvera will be able to probably fill us in on that a little later in the show. And as well as you know, who is the the person who instigates more change within a relationship. And it's interesting that people uh, had come from very different points. And a lot of them were talking about the women in it, whether they were male or female. So it's, um, it's a lot of questions that we're going to be looking at and answering tonight with uh, our special guests that are coming up. And uh, Philip, so, what do you think right now? Do you think that it's going to be um, more challenging for the younger generation? And I just need a quick yes oh, or no. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Just, they're lacking communication. I mean, yeah. hang on. Let me just get yeah. my text. I'm just going to text you. <laughs> All those things, just a little bit to the left. Just grab my, my, my bits a bit harder or scratch me or do whatever. <laughs> well, we can, we can grab our phone harder, but we may not be able to always grab our partner harder. Well, you know what? We're going to talk about texting next week, you and I, okay? Absolutely. All right. I love having you on the show, and um, we're going to keep talking week after week. I can't wait. And yeah. don't forget... Philip's book, everybody, Soulful Reflections. Coming up, you're going to meet my two guests. I can't wait for you to meet Lexi Silver and Dr. Michael Berry as we talk about your sex life and how not to make it scary here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Explore your deeper desires. Listen, learn, and live sexy here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Welcome to the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies. We are Carol and David, and with us today is Jeff Abraham from Promescent. So, Jeff, how important is it to have open communication with your partner about premature ejaculation and not just find excuses to cover up issues? I'll start by saying that I believe open, honest communication is a fundamental building block in any relationship, not just man, woman, or even sexually speaking, father, son, mother, daughter, friendship, business, anything. But the reason it's even more important with something like premature ejaculation is because if you're not lasting long enough to satisfy your partner, and it's unspoken, it will, it will literally create some resentment, resentment on the female partner's part because she's not receiving the satisfaction, and it will create a sense of shame or anxiety on the male partner, which will only exacerbate the condition. And certainly talking about it and then finding the solution, like a product like Promiscent that can make love last longer, uh, if you didn't talk about it, you might not even know there was something out there that could help you. 
Well, that was another great quickie. Thanks so much for being here. How can people find Promescent? I always tell people that the best way to find Promescent is to go to www.promescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T. Because if you want to buy it at a retail store, you plug in your zip code. We have a whole network of independent pharmacies and like Target and stuff like that. It'll tell you the closest one to you. Thanks so much, Jeff. We are Carol and David from the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies. You are listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. We are here. I'm Cheryl, your host of Pillow Talk with Cheryl and your relationship coach. And I want to remind you, by the way, you can follow me on Facebook, on Cheryl Besner, or on Pillow Talk with Cheryl, as well as on Instagram and Twitter. And if you need, on LinkedIn. You can also reach me all the time, 844-744-SOLO. That's my direct 24-7, well, what I call my love line. So give me a shout if you need any advice whatsoever. I'm here to help you. Now, let's get into today's show because today's show is all about you, as always, but a really special part of you, that intimate part of you, the sex life part of you, and something that we all really deserve to have our rock and sex life. And sometimes we're just afraid to share that with the people that we are intimate with, whether it's a new lover or a long time lover. So here to discuss that, I have two incredible guests. One of them is the host of a great show here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Her name is Lexi Silver, and she is from Seek, Discover, and Create. Welcome to the show, Lexi. Thank you so much for having me, Cheryl. And also we have from BC, Canada, we have Dr. Michael Berry, and he's joining us as well. He's a psychologist and specializes in sex and couples therapy. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you so much. I've really been looking forward to this. Me too. Do I call you Doc or do I call you Michael? I think, I think Michael's <laughs> pretty good. I think I sometimes get Dr. Michael, but Michael's going to be just fine for me. So listen, today's show is I, I came up with it because of Halloween tomorrow, but the fact is there are a lot of people out there who are really spooked out about wanting something new in their sex life. And whether it's something new with new partners constantly or redeveloping something with their long-term partner or somebody new, it's how to go about it. And I guess my first question so I'll start with you, Lexi, and then get uh, the doctor's opinion on this. <laughs> so do you think that um, more people, or do you think it's more male or female in a long-term relationship that are looking to be the instigator to spice up their sex life? I think both men and women are might who have been in a long-term relationship uh, might be more, or, or both maybe equally interested to try to spice it up, but maybe the, the, the men are a little bit more afraid to tell their female partners that that is something that they want. So what tends to be the case in my, from the conversations I've had with couples who've been in long-term relationships are that it's the women who are instigating, uh, you know, trying to spice things up in the relationship. So, Michael, why do you think that it's the case? And it's funny because I've actually experienced it from a different angle. I find it's more the women who are afraid. And, and yet I've dealt with some men in my practice 
who have said, how do I go about changing things with my wife? Or she would never change. And then we find out she would change or experiment. Why do you think that it, men are intimidated to approach their wives or their girlfriends? You know what? It's a, it's a great question, you know, and I want to step outside of, uh, of my doctor's hat for a minute and just refer back to a conversation I had years ago with this incredible young woman. You know, we were talking about kind of the same stuff you talked about on your show. You know, what do people like sexually? You know, what are people into? You know, how do you try new things and so on and so forth? And I remember she said something. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget what she said. She said, you know, if somebody says to me what they like or what they're into or something they'd like to try that they're afraid to try, I try to take that seriously because that's a huge risk. You know, it is a great risk to put yourself out there in terms of talking about the things that you want. You know, in terms of my clinical experience, I think that applies to men and women. I think, you know, if you were to hazard, if I were to hazard a guess, I think, you know, honestly, probably your viewers are ahead of the curve because they probably are a bit more in tune with their partner. But I think for the most part, if you were to ask people if they know what their partner's fantasies are, a lot of people would say no. Well, I think there's a big component in what you just said, and they don't think they know the fantasies. And a lot of people don't ask their partner what are their fantasies, right? They, they, they just assume. And, and, you know, one of my quotes that I always, that I always use and is, is assumption is the death of every conversation. And, and don't assume anything in life because you never know unless you ask the question and you know the movie we know okay 50 shades of gray we all know it it came out but look at the fervor that it caused right like all of a sudden you had women everywhere like you get on even on a plane or you go to a beach somewhere every woman was reading it because it was a fantasy it connected something and and for men they they didn't understand the whole thing but i don't think enough couples who want to change or to want to develop and explore actually have the conversation about the fantasy over what is. What do you think, Lexi? I was uh, going to go back to something you were talking about with Philip about vulnerability. And uh, I had a, a great podcast actually with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce about intimacy and uh, our fear of, uh, you know, communicating certain things with our partners. And part of that vulnerability and intimacy um, with, with the partner is being able to tell them what it is that we really want. And that's mm -hmm. not always easy to do. And talking uh, to your partner about a fantasy that you might have, I want you to tie me up and flog me. I want you to, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, pretend to to rape me, which is uh, actually a popular fantasy uh, for mm -hmm. women. Uh, these are it, it's sometimes scary to 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 think that your partner might not maybe want to do it, or might they maybe you know you're afraid they might look at you in a different way because you, you know you have a, a very kinky or, or fetishy fantasy. Uh, so yeah, it does come down, I think, to vulnerability in a certain way. And Michael, I, I know that in, in talking with some of the people that I work with, part of that also comes out in, well, I think my wife is cheating on me or my husband is cheating me because all of a sudden they're asking for things that they've never asked for before. And it's not necessarily that they didn't fantasize it. It was just that they didn't verbalize it. Do you face that a lot? 
I don't know if I've experienced people being worried about being cheated on because their partner, but certainly because their partner expresses a desire for a new fantasy or to integrate something new into their sexual repertoire, if we put it that way. But I do think that, you know, in terms of, you know, the wider discussion, what Lexi said, the fear of judgment is tremendous. I mean, imagine mm-hmm. telling your partner that you want to try something that's a bit different or a bit kinky and having them give you a look like, what the heck are you talking about? And make you feel kind of small or make you feel like judged, you know, make you feel like they're looking at you in a negative light. That's a hurtful moment. And it's unlikely that you'd be, you know, as inclined to share a fantasy again the next time around. And what about if you're being met with, well, that's not really who I am. I'm not comfortable with that. What do you suggest, Michael? Suggest for a couple or an individual who faces that message? Yeah, well, let's just say that somebody has has expressed to their partner, uh, their partner that they want to try something. And the partner said, you know, let's say like you were saying, uh, tying up or flogging. And they go, listen, that's not me. I'm never going to be the person to tie you up because to me, that's abusive. What do you do with that? You know, I think that you hit on something really important a few minutes ago when you highlighted the role of questions. You know, I think if you dismiss what your partner's asking for without asking them why, you know, what is it about that fantasy that you find so enticing or arousing, you know, and then working towards some form of compromise. Perhaps you're not ready to go the full, you know, the full 10 yards, so to speak, right away, but perhaps there's something in the middle where you could enact the fantasy together without going immediately to a place that you're not quite ready for. You know, to me, I would encourage both couples and individuals to ask questions and to have that kind of negotiation. You know, I think that's essential. What do you think about that, Lexi? I fully agree. And I think communication is such an important, it is the most important part of any relationship. And when you're talking about uh, sex and anything related to uh, trying a new fantasy, especially one that requires safety, like a physical uh, and psychological uh, safe place, um, like BDSM, um, you definitely need to have that conversation and to ask those questions and to make your partner feel, uh, you know, that that they're they're valued, they're accepted, and they're not being judged. But um, if one, and in, in the case that one partner is really just not into it. It happens that, that there are, uh, you know, uh, there's a dissonance in in what one partner wants and the other uh, and what the other is into. But maybe, you know, talking about what it is about a particular fantasy that's interesting to that person, uh, maybe trying to, you know, uh, uh, watch that kind of porn together is the kind of like a gateway <laughs> yeah. to kind of show that um, it, it, it's, a, it's a little bit safer. Uh, that, that could be something uh, that would be a, a, an interesting way to break into that kind of fantasy together. Like and just- I, think, I think one of the words that the two of you really touched on as well is safety. And, you know, when we talk about these different poor movies and the different things that we've seen, they always talk about having that safe zone or the safe word. But the fact is the couple has to have a safe zone and feel safe within each other throughout everything, especially when you're really venturing into something more adventurous, like whether it's bondage or flogging, whatever, whatever it takes, there is a safety and a trust level that comes between two people when you're really trying to open up. And I want to discuss more of that when we come back. Also, we're going to share a labor of love, something that I share with you every week, which is something that really helps you get there, some, a technique that we can use to start enacting change. And you won't be afraid of it because that's what this show is all about getting rid of that fear. And we'll be right back here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl with Lexi and Dr. Michael Berry. Stay with us. Discover. 
explore, and celebrate your sexy right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. The Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network is where you can build a new vocabulary to talk about sex in a healthy, loving, and productive way. Discover more about yourself and your relationships from our amazing sex experts who can't wait to share their information with you. You'll learn everything you ever wanted to know about sex, sexuality, sexual pleasure, and so much more on the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Listen, learn, and live sexy. Are you looking to get more from your relationship? Why is it that some people just seem to have a better sex life, better marriage, and a closer, more meaningful relationship? Find out the best-kept secrets and more on The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Carol and David will share insight about the swinging lifestyle and how it has strengthened their love and marriage, not to mention their great sex. Tune in every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on The Sexy Lifestyle Network. How do you feel about a non-monogamous lifestyle? Does it sound enticing? Are you worried about what others might think? Your questions are answered on Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. It's a discussion about the swinger lifestyle, non-monogamy, sex, sexuality, and where it all fits in. All we ask is that you listen with an open heart and an open mind, and you will find your desires and fantasies can come true. Tune in to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. So we're continuing our Pillow Talk tonight. Pillow Talk with Cheryl, and I love being here with you every week and sharing different conversations about relationships the dance of communication. And today we're talking about that dance that we do in the bedroom and how we can really communicate with our partner and uh, find the right tempo to your sex life and make it really a smooth waltz for the two of you or a passionate tango, whichever it is that you're looking for. And today we are being joined by two incredible specialists in love and sex. And that is Lexi Silver is here and Dr. Michael Berry is here from BC. So let's continue this conversation, guys. So we were talking really about intimacy, safety between a couple, trust level between a couple. And I think that's really the basis of where it starts to really remove the fear from having these kind of conversations and openness. But Michael, you know, you were saying about how men and women interact. The fact is, though, I've, I've heard this before. And, and again, I don't know if you've dealt with this often, but a lot of women say to me, well, when I broach amping up our sex life, when I broached looking at different things, my husband or my partner became, you know, very obstinate. Um, it was as if I was damaging his ego, you know, questioning his virility. How can a woman do it with a man, have these conversations? And where is that, that, that ego getting hurt? 
That's a terrific question. You know, I think that the way I would look at it is, well, you know, there's a book that I recommend quite widely to my couples. It's called The New Male Sexuality. It's by a guy named Bernie Zobergeld, who's since passed away. But it's a fantastic book. You know, it talks a lot about the kind of baggage that men often carry in terms of their sexual expectations. They, they kind of expect themselves to be able to turn it on and off like a switch. I'm sure you've seen this with your clients. They expect they should be able to be resilient against anything. And they're not thinking about needing to feel safe and secure with their partner. I think the paradox of that is that when their partner brings up something that they're not doing, they can feel like they're not as much of a man anymore. It challenges them at the level of their identity, and at the level of their masculinity. You know, so one of the things that I encourage all the couples that I work with clinically you know, to do as a communication technique is to focus on the positives in a certain respect. To say, you know I what? knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's common sense, but you of know, course. Sense, the joke is common sense. It's not so common after all. You know, so to me, you know, what I mean by focusing on the positives in terms of sex, you know, instead of saying, you know, we don't have enough of this or you're not doing enough of that to say, I love it when you do this. I, mm -hmm. I, it blows me away when you do that. Could you do a little bit more of that? That really gets my engine going, you know, and that I would encourage sort of from, from, from both men, women, you know, to, for, for everybody to kind of present, you know, their sexual desires and their wants in that kind of positive way about what they want to work towards rather than as a criticism of what they don't like. And, and that's true in every sense and in every type of communication, the more somebody does something and especially like I, I, I I'm going to say this and I don't want it to sound sexist. Ladies, men want to please you. That is their ultimate goal. They are providers, they're protectors, and they're pleasers. If they're happy, happy wife is happy life. So they're going to step up to the plate. You got to let them know and do it in that positive way. And if, believe me, if you're showing them that you're turned on, they're going to be more turned on. And then that whole dance starts. And that's where you really get into that, that playfulness with each other. Lexi, what do you want to say about that? I absolutely agree. I, it, I think it is so crucial to have that open communication and be able to tell your partner what you like and what you don't like. But I, what I feel is an issue is that there are some women who don't know actually what they like or what they don't like, and they're mm -hmm. afraid to say that. And it does come back to what we were talking about, about having that uh, safe space and being able to feel comfortable enough with your partner to say those kinds of things. Like, I really liked when you did this. It's, mm -hmm. it, it's, sounds again common sense uh but it isn't uh, and it's detail right so yeah. when you finish having a great experience or let's just say elements of it were great don't just say that was great or i had a great orgasm no no this was amazing when you touched me here whatever it is be explicit you know and even like Tell it like a story because then the story becomes the reality and then it gets repeated and repeated because, and, and I'm sure from my experience and, and from the people, again, that I, that I coach, it works both ways for the male and female, even though I, I you know, kind of punctuated on men want to please. So do the women. And the more you please each other, the more excited you get. Right, Michael? 
I agree completely. Yeah, the more you please each other, the more excited you get, you know, and I think the other dimension to this, you know, is the is the role that desire plays, you know, I find myself thinking about desire as we're talking about this, you know, I had some colleagues who did a really interesting study some years ago, you know, they were looking at what are the factors in a relationship that make people, you know, feel a positive sense of their sexual life with their partner, you know, what are the factors that make them feel good about their sexual life with their partner, and they kind of theorized, and they said, we think that women like to feel desired. Women like to feel that they're desirable. Women like to feel that their partner is attracted to them. But the study said we don't really know what men like quite as much. You know, we haven't really looked at that in the same degree of detail. So they kind of went in. And you know what they found? Tell me, please. Exactly. Tell us. <laughs> they found the exact same thing. Yeah. They found yeah. that for men and for women, feeling desired by their partner is one of the most powerful ingredients to having a satisfying and pleasurable sex life, knowing that the other person know that they're into you that they that they that they want to be close to you listen i i've i've set the stage for so many different relationships that are are trying to find their way back and one of the techniques that that always seems to work so here's a little labor of love if you're trying to and and sometimes it comes from the woman and here's an easy way to kind of step into it so this is the labor of love that i'm going to share think about those nights when you're getting dressed and you're going out on the town together and you're going to create a, a beautiful date night together. Start it at home. You know, start getting dressed with each other. Flirt with each other while you're getting ready for that date. Don't wait for the glass of wine when you get to the restaurant or going out dancing for the night. Start it at home. Create the angst and the anxiety and the buildup of passion. You know, tease each other. Women, I mean, think about that, that dancing around your room in your lingerie and your heels, if, if that's how you like to dress. But start that playfulness at home. You'll be amazed how that date night can finish differently and amp up the intensity of that sexual experience that you'll have later on in the night. So there's a little labor of love that I'm sharing with you. And I'm telling you, it works. And you know what? We, we, women, we love when our, our mates watch us and, and admire us because we both want to feel sexy. Everybody wants to know that they are sexually desired by their partner. And a lot happens within the look and just in the way you play with each other as you get dressed. Michael, what do you say on that? You know, I, I, I actually, I'm, I'm so interested in what you're saying that I would like to ask you a question if it's, you know, okay. Yeah, you know, of course. You, you talked about playfulness, you know, and that really kind of resonates with me in terms of the clinical work that I do. You know, I wanted to ask you your thoughts about creativity, you know, in your mm. experience and you, in your expert kind of knowledge, you know, how, what would you see as things, do you, do you see creativity as an important part of having a good sex life? What do you think people need to do in order to access that kind of creative part of sexuality? Well, I do, I do feel that creativity is part of it, but creativity doesn't come naturally to everybody. So sometimes going to the internet or getting books, one of the tips that I, I actually give in dating um, is that people write down an A to Z and a different date thing from A to Z that you can do all the time. And the same thing I'd like to offer anybody listening to do the same thing about their sex life. Think creatively or take it off of a porn movie or something you read in the internet or an article, put a stash together and then each of you take turns 
being the creative one, even if the creativity of the concept came from somebody else. Because for some, like I said, it is easy to create and imagine. And for others, it's not. So don't put added pressure for you to become a creator. We can all create. I mean, we can all create anything these days at the tap of a finger here. So, or we can buy sex toys, right? Lexi? <laughs> <laughs> it definitely helps. You can get very creative with some of those uh, new toys that are out there. And I'll tell you, they, uh, yeah, they will definitely kink up your, your sex life. You and, just- and you would know, because by the way, Lexi is a blogger and she also sells and curates. And I love, you see, that's creative, Michael. She curates sex toys on her website. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, isn't, that, isn't that a great way to put it? So, yeah, I think, I think that creativity, to answer your question, and with the use of you, Lexi, and the products that you offer uh, people, that's how easily creativity can come. So I want to talk more about that. But coming up, I'm also going to share with you some sweet words of inspiration that I always give you at the end of every show. And it's something for you to think about and to hold within you for the following week. And it's just these sweet words that I'm going to whisper softly into your ear as we come back and we're going to continue the conversation about your sex life and how to take the spook out of asking for what you want right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. So stay with us. Stay tuned in and turned on to a sexual evolution here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. This November, 4,000 people will be on the sold-out Independence of the Seas Bliss Cruise, offered by Lifestyle Cruising and Bliss. Why do these charters sell out so fast? Five separate playrooms, dozens of meet-and-greets aimed at various cultural and sexual orientations, themed dance parties every night, and all upper decks are clothing optional. Find out about the Bliss Experience on the two upcoming Bliss Charters in 2019. This April is the five-night Celebrity Infinity Cruise. And next November 2019 will be seven nights on the beautiful Navigator of the Seas. Couples love the electric atmosphere on our cruises, and we know that sparks will fly in your cabin. Remember, our cruises sell out fast. So be sure to call Wayne at 908-391-1977. That's 908-391-1977. Or visit lifestylecruising.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. You are listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. I'm Cheryl, and this is Pillow Talk with Cheryl. So this week, we're talking about your sex life and how to 
take the topic of how you want to change or possibly explore new avenues in your sex life and to take the scare out of it, the fear of asking or exploring and having communication and open communication with your loved one on how you want to change things, how you want to try new things together and how to not be afraid to ask and share and explore together. Joining me is Lexi and Michael. We have been talking about it. And if you missed it, please go back, listen to the rest of the show, including Dr. Phil, because the beginning of the show is always fun with our wise whispers down under with Dr. Phil. So I asked people, by the way, guys, who and they thought was more apt to buy sex toys, male or females. And Lexi, you could probably give me the answer, but I will tell you that it was 100% male, female said that it was the females who buy more of the adult toys, right? From my experience. Do you agree? Yeah, it it is the case, but men are not crazy far behind uh, in that, actually. Um, But it is definitely women uh, who who buy more toys. I think it has to do with a little bit. Also, we were talking about how um, women initiate uh, are more prone or likely to initiate uh, those kinds of fantasies or change uh, or, you know, spice things up in their relationship. And also maybe men kind of feel a little bit threatened by adding a sex toy in the bedroom. So. Do, do you think, Michael, a lot of men worry about adding a sex toy because they feel threatened or because they're, you know, want to always be the rescuer and not sure how they're going <laughs> to use it? Or what, what do you think is the adversity for men to not want to? Well, certainly I think, you know, certainly I think that feeling a little bit threatened, you know, could be a part of it for, for some guys, you know, but I also think that, you know, change is hard. Change is not an easy thing. I think that, you know, sometimes with a couple, you have one person who's happy to maintain the status quo in a whole variety of different kinds of ways. And they haven't really thought about doing anything different outside the bedroom or inside the bedroom. So the idea of mixing it up in that way might be quite scary for a whole bunch of reasons, I think. And it's interesting because I also asked the question as to who do you think inspires for more sexual exploration in a heterosexual couple, male or female partners? And right off the bat, one woman said that it was female. But then, interesting, the first question was mostly women who responded, but men did respond. This one, when I asked the question in a different format, one woman responded, but everybody else was male responding. And most of most of the men kind of felt that it depended on the age, whether it was male or female. And it also was very much different strokes for different folks was some of the comments that were made. And, and I invite you every week to follow me on Facebook and, and chime in on these questions because you know I want to I want to answer things for for the listener, for, for you at home, as we talk about these things. The, the show is about intimate conversations, and I want to share your thoughts. So thank you for chiming in on these questions. What do you think, guys? Like, Do you think that there is still a stigma attached to women bringing it to the forefront versus the male bringing it to the forefront? Or do you think that it is generational, like the millennials have no problem, whereas somebody in their 50s or 60s it might attack the male ego. What do you think, Michael? 
I certainly hope that that's changing. And I certainly hope that women feel as comfortable as possible to kind of bring up what they want and what they need. You know, I think there's an element to it that kind of complicates the issue. It's something that you, Cheryl, brought up earlier on. And I want to highlight it, you know, to ask for what you want, you have to know what you want. You know, there's a lot of people who I think, you know, they, for a variety of reasons, you know, they have trouble getting in touch with themselves sexually. And I think this applies to men and women, you know, both, you know, they, they're not necessarily in touch with what they like, what they're into, or what would arouse or turn them on. So I see that as being a block to communicating about sex as well. And, you know, interesting, because when I when I host my retreats, I do what I call body talk yoga dance, and it's done with no mirrors. And I love to do it also in the dark where we become, you know, very in touch with ourselves. And I had an experience once, actually, I wasn't leading a class, this was actually in New York City, and I was doing a pole dancing class um, at, at a place that is very much about, it's not the pole, it's about really the sexual, sensual side of your own exploration. And one woman in the class, I'll never forget it. It was a beginner class. And I, I, I just wanted to, to see, you know, what happened to the women as they transformed them, you know, their, their, their psyche in this. And one woman, she was 60 years old. She broke down in tears in the middle of class because the teacher had her run her hands or all of us have our run our hands as we sat on the floor, up our inner thigh. And this woman broke down and because she had never felt mm -hmm. the caress of herself touching wow. herself on her inner thigh. And, and she just lost it. So, you know, th this is really important what you just touched on, Michael, is we do need to know who we are and what turns us on. So I want to thank you for sharing that with us and um, both of you for joining us tonight and sharing your expertise. Uh, I know uh, you're sitting there, Lexi, going, yeah, that's a beautiful story. So Lexi, just tell us if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how can they reach out to you? You can find me uh, as Lexi Silver, L-X, yeah, oh my God, I can't even spell <laughs> my own name, L-E-X-I-S-Y-L-V-E-R on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and on my website, LexiSilver.com. And don't forget to listen to her show here on the Sexy Life Family Network. And Michael, how about you? Well, could you believe that I don't have a Facebook page? I, I, I do, never, but you do have a website. I have a website, yeah. My website is michael at drmichaelberry.com, and I have a LinkedIn profile as well. I'm always looking to add new contacts and connections on LinkedIn, and I'd be, welcome, I'd be welcoming to hear from anybody. And it would be really sad if you didn't take both of them up on their offer because they both have a lot to share. And right now, well, this share wants to share something with you, and that is my pillow talk for the week. And as you know, every week I like to share something, a little inspiration for you to think about. And uh, I wrote these words for you, and it's something that means a lot to me because it's about fear. And I'm going to read it to you, and I invite you to just take a moment, take a breath in, and just hear these words. In the absence of fear is what I call it. Can we possibly obliterate fear? What does the word really mean? What is fear? Why have we let four simple letters stand in the way at times? Imagine if the energy we consumed when we are frightened by the dark was instead used to power forth our beam of light. Are you ready to put fear into action instead of having a reaction? Fear, faith in yourself, 
dream big knowing you can achieve. You are a person of value. It is important that you know who you are, what you stand for, and who you stand with. You see who you are in the mirror, and you attract the like. E is for educating ourselves with all the life skills we need to fulfill our dreams and laugh at the fears that may try to stand in our way. This will help us succeed. We learn and grow stronger every lesson we have from our life experience. The A is for the action we are putting forth and faith into our education to work for us. Nothing happens if we don't activate our plan, which will allow us to manifest our dreams. And the R is for reality. Don't you want to live your dream and have it become your reality? So that's the fear. It's no longer fear. It's faith, education, activate reality. So let that sit with you for this week and um, see if it brings forth something for you, something that helps you look at fear in a different way. And for anybody out there going to parties tomorrow, you know, keep it safe and have fun with it. Keep it sexy because, you know, that's what Halloween is all about. But don't bring that into your sex life. Bring it differently without the fear. Leave it by its side. And I'll look forward to being here with you next week. And in the meantime, I encourage you to reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. And this week, as always, keep it simple and stimulating because we all know it's all about the kiss. And I'll see you next week here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Good night, everybody. And thank you to my guests. Thank you. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Are you ready for your erotic journey? Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, the radio show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. Listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and 
bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. Thanks for being here. Pillow Talk with Cheryl Besner will be back next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You'll want to make sure you're back for more great pillow talk.